Palestine Report on Sabahul Muslim with Molana Ibrahim Musa. Molana, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Molana. Give us a summary of some of the recent updates. All right, so Molana, we've got um, the uh, number of uh, those martyred in the Gaza Strip. Uh, the official death toll now stands at uh, almost 27,500. Uh, the number of those who are injured uh, in the Gaza Strip over, you know, close to 70,000. Uh, but uh, the, the worrying statistic, as has been in this case for a long time now, is uh, the number of people who are unaccounted for in the Gaza Strip. And uh, these are people who are still trapped beneath the rubble or scattered in the streets. Uh, and that number st- stands at around 8,000. Uh, that's in addition to the very disturbing statistics that I've mentioned already. Uh, the, the big uh, focal point at this, at this moment uh, in the Israeli onslaught, genocidal onslaught on the Gaza Strip is the amount of people who are now uh, very much stuffed up in this very small area uh, on the southern edge of the Gaza Strip, which is uh, Rafa, and uh, the two million people cramped into what the United Nations has now described as a pressure cooker. This is Rafa, a pressure cooker of despair. Um, and uh, the, the amount of Palestinians here just also uh, gives rise to another somber statistic that this is the largest mass exodus of Palestinians uh, since the 1948 uh, Nakba. Uh, might come as a surprise as well, yeah, Morana, that we're dealing with another Israeli siege now. Uh, for the sixth day in a row on the Ashifa hospital uh, after the Israelis, uh, you know, uh, committed their crimes there and moved on. Uh, they've come back once again to the Shifa hospital. And now uh, th- this, uh, you know, points to a wider failure of the Israeli uh, assault uh, in, in the areas of, of central Gaza and in the north where uh, now reports are saying that uh, Hamas uh, government uh, uh, activity has once again uh, asserted itself in areas where the Israelis withdrew its forces from a month ago. So Hamas has redeployed uh, civilian police officers and has also uh, made partial salary payments to some of its civil servants in Gaza City in recent days. The Israeli reports themselves are saying that this resurgence of Hamas and underscores the group's resilience. And while the Israelis are torn down or, or, or caught, caught up in the south of Gaza, they have been forced to make uh, renewed strikes in the western and northwestern parts of Gaza, trying to thwart uh, this new presence. For its part, Hamas has said that uh, it's given its officials the directions to once again go back to parts of the north, prevent the looting of shops and houses that have been abandoned, and uh, uh, to, to assert some sense of, of order. Uh, another development we've got is satellite photos showing a new demolition uh, along a one one kilometer deep path on uh, Gaza's uh, on, between Gaza and the uh, and its fence with the rest of historic Palestine, and this again asserts the idea that the Israelis are trying hard to develop some sort of buffer zone. And then internationally, the ICJ uh, provisional measures ruling is having uh, a, a significant impact even abroad and in, in terms of other courts 
and their decisions. So we've had in the past week a U.S. federal court officially recognize the complicity of the Biden administration in Israel's genocide in Gaza. And in the ruling that was delivered in a United States court, the judge acknowledged drawing on the ICJ precedent that uh, there is undisputed evidence that Israel's ongoing uh, siege against Palestinians and Ga- in Gaza is in- intended to eradicate the whole people and therefore plausibly, and uh, we know where that terminology comes from, therefore plausibly f- falls within the international prohibition against genocide. So it's not just about, uh, as we many people have, have argued, whether it's a ceasefire or not. Uh, that was uh, argued there and whether that court can achieve something or not, but we can see the positive impact that this has had internationally as well. And uh, lastly, this is a significant one to also ponder upon again, Israeli as we um, you know, look at the date, it's already uh, the, almost the 7th um, of February, which would indicate we are already 120 days. We have already passed that four months since uh, this uh, genocidal uh, assault began and the events of October the 7th. And uh, this, according to the Israeli chroniclers, is the Israeli state's longest war since uh, 1948. It's longer than the Lebanon War, the Second Lebanon War, the 1973 War, and the Six-Day War. And uh, what's more, uh, you know, equally significant here is that while it's uh, gone on so long, but specifically for the Israelis as well, there is still no definite end in sight. What is the state of truce negotiations? So, uh, 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 again, a renewed focus on this, Marana. We've got uh, a meeting in Paris, which took place last week, uh, where there was uh, there were Israeli and U.S. officials, as well as Qatari and Egyptian negotiate, uh, negotiators. And uh, what is being proposed, what uh, seems to be on the table, with some contradictions in exactly what it entails, but nonetheless, it, it's, it talks about a six-week pause, a, a very long pause in fighting uh for, this is uh, for the first time since uh, that pause we had in, in, in November. And uh, talk about release of the uh, 136 hostages, uh, or sorry, uh, prisoners of war that uh, are being held in, in the Gaza Strip. Not all of them are also uh, alive, as many reports uh, indicate. Uh, the, the, the compromise on that would be in exchange for Palestinian uh, detainees, political prisoners, and uh, there could be, uh, you know, negotiations during this period to extend uh, the ceasefire. So uh, the the reports, the reactions to this, and why why we do we do seem to be in some sort of a stalemate because the Israeli military is uh, it seems to be in favour of this deal, uh, even if it means halting for for a period because they're seeing the window to release those uh, Israeli prisoners of war is now extremely slim, uh, and they've acknowledged privately not saying this publicly, but they have acknowledged that the military campaign has not succeeded in releasing the uh, the Israeli prisoners of war. The response from Hamas uh, is still not a, a total official position, final position has been expressed, but uh, uh, there seems to be an emerging consensus that uh, they are not going to accept 
something purely uh, purely temporary. Uh, so Ismail Haniya's offer saying that uh, the, any deal must be uh, accompanied with a complete stop of the aggression of the Gaza on the Gaza Strip, withdrawal of Israeli forces, ending the blockade, reconstruction of uh, the Gaza Strip, and freeing of Palestinian uh, political prisoners in in large numbers. And they've also mentioned specific names like Marwan Barghouti, Abdullah Barghouti, who is a Hamas military man, uh, Ahmed Saadat, who is from the PFLP and so forth. And Osama uh, Hamdan saying uh, a few days ago that we've t- tried temporary truces and it turned out that the Israelis don't respect these truces but always violate them. Uh, and therefore uh, Hamas is, is seeming quite resolute that they're not going to go for anyth- anything temporary so far. On the Israeli side, uh, we spoke about the military, but in terms of uh, the, the Israeli political echelons, uh, there's also a lot of uncertainty. Many are saying that it looks uh, that the demands that are being made, uh, put forward, the legitimate demands from the Palestinian side, uh, is too high a price for them to accept. And we have the uh, right-wing minister, Basil Smotrich, saying that if this goes into effect, it would effectively mean that uh, if it's such a long pause, it would be a means of stopping the aggression altogether, and they're not willing to accept this. And lastly, there's also uh, U.S. considerations to this particular truce truce talks and uh, regional considerations that is uh, from the uh, wider Gulf countries. So um, the, uh, the, the U.S. considerations is that if this is going to stop for two months, uh, that's going to go deep into uh, the end of March, which is the uh, U.S. election campaign. And uh, it seems as if, uh, you know, the United States administration, as complicit as it is in aggression in Gaza, wouldn't have too much of an appetite for that to be marring the entire uh, election campaign in the United States of America, and therefore they they seem to be keen to you know find some way of at least barring uh, this conflict for for a short period of time. And then um, there's also pressure apparently from some of the Arab states that this stops before the month of Ramadan, uh, which obviously we know begins in the second week 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 of March. So those are some of the international considerations. So there's uh, definitely serious discussions that are happening, waiting for the final position of both parties. But it's uncertain if at all this will still go ahead. And then finally, Al-Aqsa week commences. Indeed, so this is... once again, uh, taken off all over the world, 5th to the 11th of February under the hashtag Love Aqsa, uh, which is this umbrella for bringing people together all over the world for uh, Masjid al-Aqsa. There's, there's obviously, uh, it's a week that doesn't require, uh, you know, much introduction and it doesn't require uh, too much motivation for people to participate uh, in this week. There's a regular activities that happen at schools, happen at Madaris, happen in our Masajid, coinciding with you know, the events that usually occur around the 27th of Rajab, talks from, from the Masajid and khutbas, etc. Uh, what what uh, I would say is uh, interesting about this year's campaign is it doesn't, it didn't need, uh, you know, much of a pitch for people to come on board, people, different organizations, uh, all coming readily to the table. Uh, and this is the idea of people to take uh, personal responsibility uh, for this particular uh, for this particular week. And one can see also the growth 
in in terms of the numbers of initiatives, very many new initiatives uh, for the cause who are all who have all plugged in. But at the same time, there's no way to separate, you know, to look at this week purely uh, as perhaps had been done previously from a uh, clean spiritual angle only uh, because, uh, you know, the events in Gaza and wider Palestine uh, are inextricable from any discussion that uh, occurs uh, occurs at this uh, this period of time. So the, the call is, is as it always was for people uh, from all walks of life to participate, uh, amplify the voice of Masjid Al-Aqsa, particularly in this week. And whatever you do, just to uh, plug it in with that hashtag Love Aqsa. Mawana, shukran as always for the update. We really appreciate it. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.